Welcome to the Calming Ground Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Minton, psychotherapist and mindfulness coach. This podcast is designed to offer you inspiration, wisdom, and actionable steps to support you to nurture your inner light. Carrie Byerstead is an advocate and activator for integrative self-healing practices. After experiencing deep postpartum depression and life burnout, she chose to consciously enter into personal growth and spiritual realms in 2015 and has since been actively practicing and teaching how to collaborate the mind, body, soul, and spirit connection to promote peace within. Carrie is a professional practitioner and mentor in Reiki, meditation, and emotional release work. Today, I had the great privilege of talking to Carrie and all of her courage and vulnerability about her journey toward arriving in a place of being able to pause and find peace in times of overwhelm. Our conversation began with Carrie leading me in a meditation to practice this pause together. Enjoy. Let's go ahead and close our eyes together then. And I just like have you take a nice, deep, intentional breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. And do that a few times and start to follow that breath in through your nose, holding it at the top for just a few seconds, and then letting it all unfold through your mouth. And on your next inhale, Visualize the light forming in your body, in your heart space or wherever it comes to you first. Visualize this light forming, this big, beautiful, bright light. And you feel this starting to spread and radiate to all parts of your body. Up into your head, down your arms, down into your hips, down your legs. And with each inhale, you feel this light getting a little brighter. And now send this light from your heart space down your body, down your legs, and you visualize this light source shooting out the bottom of your feet and burrowing itself into the ground below you. And you're going deep into the earth, deep into the center of the earth. And you're getting to this beautiful core essence of Mother Earth, supportive, grounding energy. And you feel this connection and you bring it back up that light source drawing up the energy from Mother Earth back up into the bottom of your feet and feel that and feel it as it moves up your legs into your hips up your body into your chest 
and it goes down both of your arms and out your hands. And you feel this. It continues to go up your throat into your head. And you visualize your crown chakra opening up. This light comes out the top and spills into your space around you. And breathe. And feel the body sensations. Maybe the tingling, the vibration. Breathe into that space. And with your hands on your heart, smile. Smile and breathe into the peace that you're creating now. Knowing that you can come back to this at any time. To feel what you're feeling right now. And taking another deep breath, opening your eyes, and smiling into your space. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. How beautiful. It's a very simple flow of how to just start to get connected. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate, I don't know if this is was your intention or not. For me, what I noticed was almost like experiencing myself as a, fount, a fountain, connecting mm. from the energy of the earth, moving through me and then out into my space, sort of that almost like a receptacle or a, a, a fountain. Somehow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's just like our, our ability, we're not taught this stuff, right? It's like we don't know until we know. We start to seek things out, but I really believe what we want wants us to. So when we want something, like we want to bring in peace, we want to bring in joy, we want to bring in something like, what am I choosing? How am I getting there? Right? And it's like the simple things. It's like our breath and the connection that we're able to create with our body is so important. It's like almost like a first step, you know, to almost realizing like, yes, I can do this. Cause like you said, I'm a reciprocal, a receptacle. Wait, what is the word? Yeah, that's what I said. Receptacle? Is that the word though? Is that the right word? No, I don't know if that's the right word. It's almost like a receptor maybe. Yeah, something. Yes. A vessel. Yeah, yeah. Vessel. yep absolutely so thank you for letting me do that and I do that because that is a big part of, of just my practice as well too and even in those moments where sometimes it feels like there's too much going on or even in the moments before we get into doing something it's just like yeah there's so much so much we can do with just a pause just a pause <laughs> okay so that kind of leads me to my question of your journey toward this work, toward this pause, and what led you here? And, and I mentioned this to you before, but I think a lot of times our own process of finding peace is, is what leads us to helping others. So whatever you want to share about your journey. Yes, you're so right on that. And I was like, I sat with this too, and I'm like, all right, 
summing it up, how do I sum it up? (laughs) Right. Because like to like sum it up, I feel like my life, my, my journey has really been quite beautifully weaved. And these words are like a life theme for me, beautifully weaved. And I use them to describe my work as well too. But I feel I am beautifully weaved with all of the the cross points, the cross stitch and situations, relationships, joyful and painful as they were and as they do come in, just weaving all parts of me into creating who I am each day. And beautifully weaved really sums it all up for me. And I feel like I came to this level of self-awareness after having been through a variety of ups and downs through my life, right? Like everyone, like you were saying, it's sometimes it takes us into that before we're like, okay, I need to do something different, right? Mm -hmm. So I am 42 years old now. I have five children, three are birthed and two are bonus. And I entered my very first healthy and stable relationship in all the ways that you can define any relationship when I was 24 years old with my five-year-old son. And I am still in this relationship today. So this is my husband. And since then, I've had opportunities to be life-tested, so to say, through experiences which have created the version of me that I choose to be today. And I'm very intentional with words and the word I choose to be because I used to be a victim. Like I lived in that space for quite a while. (laughs) You know, they did this or they didn't do this or it's because of this or whatever it was. And I chose to shift that. And it's crazy to think that in the first half of my life, I was given so many lessons that I was mostly oblivious to then that would eventually impact me pretty hard as as I entered into adulthood. And, you know, we are all, we're all impacted by our experience, whether we're consciously aware of it or not. And I wasn't until I was, (laughs) right? And one of those most, one of the most like dramatic and possibly life-altering adult moments that helped to shift my course from like in the life motion to enjoying the life flow was when I was moving through postpartum depression. And this was a slow rise from 2012 to 2015 for me. And there was a period within this time frame that I was ready to give up. You know, I was ready to give up on my life. Like it was all too much. Mm-hmm. And I can hardly believe it now because of where I am now. But I also remember feeling that I could hardly believe it then like where I was then, but it was from a different space. It was, it was through a different lens or perspective back then. And I think, I feel, I know I was so lost in it. I was so overwhelmed by it. And I didn't think I could be found or that I could even find my way out. So there were times where I felt like, why even try? Right. And these were the feelings that were too much for me. And I wasn't, or I felt like I wasn't strong enough. Like, again, why is this happening to me? Right. The feelings of wanting to like drive off the road were were so real yet so unimaginable at the same time. And because I could hardly believe it. And that's that, you know, we think of overwhelm and loss. Like this is a, this was a pivotal overwhelming loss moment for me. And, you know, even from the outside, 
my life was great, great family, great job, all of it. But my internal world was very dark and chaotic and I stayed hidden in it, you know, because I never said anything. I only shared things with my husband and I withdrew from everyone else. And I feel like this is a very common pattern that happens when people get lost in their own, I don't know what the right word is, lostness. I know that's not even a word, but yeah, <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know what to ask for or what I needed or how to even ask. You know, I just felt myself collapsing and then just put on a fake face for everyone else, right? So I continued to hide. And my unhealthy environment, my unhealthy internal environment was slowly working its way out. And I really didn't want my kids to be impacted as like collateral damage from my own issues because I know what that feels like. You know, and my husband was already taking the brunt for everyone else. And I love him so much. And I'm so happy that he stayed with me during this dark time and just never let my hand go. And this is the support that I didn't know I needed. I needed support. I needed connection. So this is like the summing it up part. (laughs) I'm not summing it up very much, but I am. This is kind of like how and what changed, right? Mm -hmm. How and what changed. And In August of that 2015 time, I still don't quite know how it flipped for me. I felt I was almost like upgraded in a moment, so to say, but not totally sure how it happened. But I did feel I allowed myself a glimmer of hope that this was going to get better. Right. And I connected with a friend of mine who was creating her own new lifestyle changes, going through something similar as what I was going through. Later, I found that out, right? Because we didn't talk about it. We didn't talk about it then. I just knew that something's different about her. I want that too. And I could see how it was benefiting her. And, and, you know, because again, I couldn't believe what was happening to me. I didn't understand it, but I was so consumed by it. And it was my postpartum depression. And which I now feel was more of a disconnection that got like far too out of control, right? Like I was abandoned by me and I was lost and I needed connection and my body and my brain and everything in between had spiraled out of balance due to the lack of connection, which I can now map back to my early family relationships. So it's like everything coming up, right? So when I felt the the glimmer of hope and after connecting with this friend, I felt like I wanted to be all in. Otherwise, I felt like I was going to be all out, right? As in like my life was going to be done. I needed something to change. And I feel so many people get to the point of no return and either stay swirling in that toxic lake or they get out and go find a new clean one, mm-hmm. right? And the things I started doing were were very simple in regards to like toxicity. I stopped eating sugar and crap food. And then I started sleeping more. I started spending more time outside. I started breath work. This was huge. I started following my breath through my body. It's It's simple things, yes, but quite hard to do when you are very lost in it. And I fully understand this, right? Mm-hmm. And it just slowly continued to 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 shift into creating like mindset shifts with what I was consuming into my space and what I was allowing myself to be immersed in. And a big one was I had to like stop communicating with people that were throwing me into these spiral triggers, right? 
Like, yes. and my family of origin was included in this, which was mostly this actually. And this was really tough. You yeah. know, this was also the main one or probably the main root cause of my disconnection, you know, and I had to fully disconnect to reconnect to me. And I wasn't sure how it was going to turn out. And it was, there was some like, kind of like uneven waters that I was treading in, but I also knew like deep within my bones that I had to do this and just trust the process, which is another hard thing to do when you're lost in it. Right. Yes. So this path, this path of reconnecting continued to unfold into who I am today. Then like I am happy and I am healthy and I really understand like my thresholds, like my allowance of everything that life has to offer and throw at me. And I do my best to honor it in the ways that I have learned are my ways, right? Because my way is not your way and your way is not my way. And I think this was a huge, it is a, it is a huge gateway for all of us to start to shift from like the depths of despair to the depths of belonging, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In whatever ways it shows up for us. Mm-hmm. And to find our starting point, you know, for reconnecting to ourselves. I think that's like a key. That was a key for me. And I think that's a key for, for a lot of people. So like all of that, where did it lead me to where I am today? So now like, it's like the whole, there's so many things that I could fill in the spaces with, right? But now I live my life and I work with supporting others as an energy guide. I live my life as an energy guide. I practice and I teach Reiki and meditation along with working with emotional pattern release on an individual and group level. Love it. I've experienced it. I I live it. And I know what it can be and it can do. And I love being able to collaborate and open doors to like finding our deeply rooted ways of strength and love and peace and harmony because it's, it's absolutely there. And we can, we can tap into it and let it ripple out into our everyday lives. And it's really incredible and something that, that is ready to be received by those who are ready to receive it. And that is a long sum up. But that's, that's kind of the gist of like what prompted me into doing what I'm doing now and how I got there. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. I mean, there's so much I could, I could (laughs) say, but I want to say one thing that I hear is that it sounds like there's both these little ways, like taking sugar out of your diet, right. Or following your breath, just simple hard to do even if you're not fully lost too i mean it's really hard if you're right. if you're fully lost or feeling very lost and and hard regardless and they're everyday kind of steps right yes uh-huh they are and and for me i feel like cuz like we're human we have we're going on a roller coaster of life all the time mm-hmm. right so i was way down deep and I found a way for me that worked to kind of bring me out to, to where I, to the light, let's just say that. So when I find myself going down that path again, and like the toxicity of all the things that I found out were toxic for me, if I start piling them into my life, I feel it. I feel it emotionally. I feel it physically. I feel it in all the ways. And it's almost just a little um, flashing light, like, uh oh you know, take the next exit, take the next exit, or you are going to get lost. 
And so I do that. But for me, it feels like kind of like I'm always doing it. But every time I do it, I'm doing it from an evolved version of who I am. So it seems to be more ease-filled. Like I get back on the right path in a more ease-filled way because I keep, it's like a constant buildup for me. Yes. Yeah. But is it always easy? No. (laughs) Yes. And, And I also appreciate that too, that sometimes when we kind of get off track or, you know, shift into old, old ways that sometimes that process of coming back into, okay, let me get off the next exit because this isn't, I'm not feeling good. I'm noticing the signs that I'm not feeling good, right? I'm losing my balance. That can almost solidify the ease of doing it. You know, the more and more we get off on that exit when we shift back, because we're going to shift back sometimes, you know, old patterns happen. Yeah. But that ability to kind of move back and then more and more that, I don't know if this is your experience is kind of maybe a a question for you. If this is true for you, oftentimes what I notice is that it gets easier to get on the next exit, off the next exit. It really does. And I think that's because when you start to invest in yourself and you start to love yourself, you're creating, it's like, you're always evolving with that practice of self-love. And with that comes, you know, compassion and grace and, and all of the things, forgiveness, all of it. And a lot of times we're like, I want it all right now. I want to do it all right now. I need it all right now. And it's like, yes, like feel that excitement because it wants you to. So keep doing it. Keep taking like those exits when you're like, gosh, darn it. I'm back on this freaking path again. Like, it's okay. The exit is so beautiful. And just like, be curious about it and explore it. But like that desire and that drive to want to feel is so alive within all of us. And yeah, I feel like I'm actually like going off on like my own little like whimsical path in my mind right now, thinking about it. I'm like, wait, what am I supposed to be saying right now? <laughs> no, it's great. So, okay. So another piece that I wanted to come back to is you mentioned kind of moving, how I heard you was moving from victim kind of feeling so maybe how I heard you was helplessness to choosing or really moving into a choosing space, which sounds so empowering. Yeah. Picking up and claiming your power almost. Exactly. It really is. And we don't know, we don't know that when, if, if we don't know what we don't know. And for me, like one of the reframes I've used in my life is like, I, I mentioned triggers and because that's a word that people can understand and they can relate to and they get it on some level. And I've reframed triggers to activator because it's tri- it's a triggering thing that possibly pulls up a lot of deep rooted stuff that maybe I'm aware of, maybe I'm not, but I feel a certain way, but I don't know where it comes from. So now it becomes my activator. What am I going to activate with this? I'm not going to get pulled into it, but I'm going to like push forward with it. I'm going to take its hand and we're going to go because I want to be activated. I choose to be activated into an evolved version of me. It doesn't have to be everybody else's fault, right? That's another tough one. Elizabeth is like, can I take full responsibility for me and my actions and my thoughts and my emotions and my flow and my movement? Like, can I actually do that? And it took me a while to get to the point like that I can say, yes, I can. And the moments that I can't, because again, we're human, it pops up. We're always going on this beautiful, like up and down of life. When I start to push it out on someone else, like I feel it in my body because 
I've built up this connection. I've built this relationship with my body senses, my signals, my cues, the feelings where it's like, I can listen to my body saying, whoa, like you're doing it again. Yeah. Right. And so I'm yes. like, oh, you're so right, body. <laughs> you know, it's like, yes. okay, I need to stop with this. You know, it just happened the other day where I have an almost 13 year old daughter and we were like picking back and forth a little bit. And I felt like this old version of me wanting to come out to be like, you listen to me and whatever I was doing. And it like, it was so palpable in my body. I felt it like in my chest and in my throat. And then that moment I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave. And she's really good at reminding me that of too. But this is also the modeling. Like she'll say uh-huh. to me, I think you need to go out and take a breath. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you're right. Damn it. <laughs> you know, but it's like, <laughs> but it's like, you're saying it. My body's showing it to me. Yes. Just take the exit. Right. Yeah. And then like recalibrate. And I think that's, we're always in that flow. We're, we're always recalibrating. And are we recal- are we recalibrating from the the foundation of where the toxicity is, or are we recalibrating from like this new, cleaner, revised version of who we are? Right? Like, hello, yeah, I'll take that one. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so then how? What going with that? I think you said activating, right? Yes. Uh huh. How did you then activate into your work? of today. What was that? What was that like? Oh my. So how did I activate into my work today? Like, why am I doing the things that I'm doing today? Or yeah. So it sounds to me, and and maybe I should check this out that you had, you were in a different space doing maybe different work. And I know that Hmm. you were a nurse. I don't know if you were working as a nurse at the time. Okay. And so then something shifted and you did, you moved into more energy work. Yeah, that's such a beautiful question. And I, you know, like the first things that come up too is it goes back to that it really, there's so much that came out of that postpartum depression era for me. And as much as I hated it, it is like, I can now, I can now look at it as like an activation period for me. Right. Mm -hmm. So within that, you know, it's, it's of course, let's take all these medicines to cover up what you're feeling. Right. And and I worked in healthcare. I was a nurse in OBGYN for 17 years and we, we give medicine to people and I, and I get it. I understand. And I appreciate, you know, the beautiful parts of, of modern medicine. We need it to an extent. There's a lot of areas like gray areas where it doesn't necessarily support us in the ways that our bodies are telling us we need to be supported. And so then I needed to feel that support. So I go and I seek help, right? And this was like, probably, this was probably about like within a three to six month period before it took over naturally. So it was only the last probably three to six months of this period where I sought like medical help, which I knew very well they were going to give me medicine, but I felt like helpless, right? Like, I don't know what else I can do. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we tried all these different medications and knowing that it was something that I experienced. And then when I moved through that and did like, I, I just naturally detoxed on my own. Cause I kind of was like, I'm giving up on that. I'm going to just take, take my power back and naturally do this on my own. And then when I started that process, I was introduced to hands-on healing 
through the form of access consciousness bars. So we're tapping on, we're meeting different uh, meridian points in our head to activate energy, right? From there, it led me into all these other beautiful healing modalities that were all energy-based. It was all about, yes, taking the power back activating the self healer, learning ways of how to, you know, like work with our nervous system, you know, to when we're in that like stress mode, how do we bring in the rest with it? And how do we like actually merge it so we can be stressed and rested at the same time almost, yes. you know, because we can do that. Right. Yep. right? Mm-hmm. And so that just kept leading me to, you know, like finding and discovering and just trying on and experiencing. And that's the big thing is it's very experiential. We can talk about energy work, but it's something that is a hundred percent experienced, right? I can tell you all about it, but until you experience it, you don't necessarily even really know what I'm saying because it's, it's almost like our brains aren't set up to want to understand that. It's not like the quick fix. All right, I'm going to take this pill and I'm going to be better, (laughs) you know? But that continued to lead me to the merging of, I was in healthcare and I started cutting back on that and started kind of like practicing more of what I was doing and integrating in all the things I've learned to my life. And it totally shifted my life. It shifted my life. It shifted my family. It shifted the way I was parenting. Everything was shifting in my life, but I was choosing that as well, too. So it got to the point where I was in healthcare and I was like, you know what? I don't know if I can do this anymore. There's like, I'm seeing people that have anxiety. That's a, that's such a big component. There's so much anxiety. There's so much, you know, mental health, whatever it is. And we cover it up too much. And I'm like, I just can't do it anymore. You know, and that was kind of my, my point where I'm like, I'm just going to say farewell to modern medicine as beautiful as it is and i'm going to just like step into original medicine is what i call it you know this alternative well we say alternative but it's really original you know and in just this holistic holistic way of living which is coming back to your words taking our power back that is again i have um, a hard time summing things up don't i elizabeth i can't sum it up it's just a long sum up this is i love i love to hear your your journey and also your process of explaining it so that's great ready to strengthen your self-care practice I have a free guide for you to help you identify the areas in your life where you need the most replenishment and learn the next steps you can take to feel more relaxed and restored. To get the guide, go to www.thecalmingground forward slash opt hyphen in. The link is in the show notes so that you can live the ease filled life you dream of. So I'm curious, I hear you and I can completely understand how hard it is to uh, explain with words and an experience that is so felt. And I'm wondering if, so with that sort of like, I guess, preface or caveat, I'm wondering if there's any way to describe for as best you can with the limits of words that are very limiting, right? Um, what Reiki is like, what is that? Absolutely. I love how you said with the limit of words, because that comes up often and and that's the experience of it, right? You have a feeling and we're like, 
how do I put the human language to the feeling that I'm experiencing? And sometimes it's really easy to put a word to it. And sometimes it's just like the sensation and the feeling, right? But Reiki is, it's a very personal and experiential journey. And it's, it's an energy exchange, you know, which when open and ready to receive it can reopen inner pathways and create a beautiful sense of renewal from within. And then this, of course, impacts all parts of us in every way. That's what I got to experience, right? And when we tap into our ways of relearning and undoing almost to like remember the piece that does really exist within, we get to experience how it starts to change so many parts of our lives, right? And specifically Reiki, specifically Reiki and meditation, a powerfully peaceful and healing combination, you know, with an essence of wholeness and compassion, like at its core, love, unconditional love at its core. There's nothing you can ever do wrong with it. You just get to start so you can experience. And I guess that's how I would sum it up. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> so going I'm going with that, I'm wondering if you can explain or describe a little bit about how your practice works. It sounds like you have groups. I don't know if you do one-on-one treatment and you're in Minnesota. So if you could explain a little bit about what you do. I do. I do both. And, you know, before the 2020 stuff, I had an office in the city that I used to live in. So we, this last year we moved and oh, that's like a whole new, that's a whole other story of connecting to stress and overwhelm and how it impacted me and kind of the dips with that as well too. Mm -hmm. But prior to 2020, I have an office space in, in the town that I lived in that I would see people one-on-one when the 2020 pandemic came it it pushed me into exploring the online world and i love it like so much <laughs> it really opened me up to so many more opportunities and people and just like a new way of like how i'm connecting with the energy exchange between us because energy when we think of like energy work you know a lot of us that is like, I need the tangible, like I need to feel it and hold it and touch it and see it. And when we work with the energetics of who we are, like we have energy systems in our bodies, right? We have like all these meridian pathways and these wheels of energy and these, these beautiful connections that tie into our physical, physiological, mental, emotional, all of it, right? And energy is, it's boundless, it's not held to like the constraints of time and space as we perceive we are like when we touch our body, right? Mm -hmm. And so shifting into that online world, like really gave me an opportunity to really deeply connect in a new way. Loved it so much. And one of the things I noticed when I work with people most is, is like what we're talking about too, is I really big on practicing the pause. And it shows up for, for people in so many different ways. But one of the ways that I'll always encourage people to do is practice the pause, kind of like how we were talking, we, like we did in the beginning. But then we also talked about like when you feel something rise up within and you're in a, like a relationship type struggle or something's coming up, practice the pause. Like you feel it, listen to your body and just pause for a minute, one minute, 10 minutes, whatever it is. A beautiful way to do that is the breathing exercise, of course, but tapping into your senses, 
you know, tapping into your five senses. If you need to take a pause, go outside and close your eyes and just listen. Just listen to everything that you hear around you, right? Smell it, touch it, feel it, you know, visualize it with your eyes closed. What do you visualize as you're bringing in all these senses? And this is helping to create this mind and body connection, which is also in the same time affecting your your nervous system. And it's bringing you into that parasympathetic state of rest and peace. So your body can process whatever's happening to it more easily. And does it happen after the first time you do it? Maybe, but it's a beautiful practice, right? And I, I like to call it energetic hygiene, right? So it's like we get up and we brush our teeth every morning, but we don't get up and we don't do any type of meditation for five minutes every morning. But we should, we all should be doing it. It's like our energetic hygiene, just like our physical hygiene, right? And you get to that point though. So the more that we work together, the more that you put yourself in opportunities or settings where you're with people that that really appreciate and know that this is really important for our health and for our happiness is our energetic hygiene. And however, that's going to show up for you, the more it becomes more routine, the more you find ways to do it. I often find that people, the people that I've worked with and that I encounter love to be guided through it when they're starting it, right? Like, okay, I want to do meditation, but how, like, I don't even know how to do that. Like, what do I do? And I practice and teach instinctual meditation. So it's not a, a no mind meditation. It's like, if you, it's, what I say is it's like, if we try to turn our minds off, it's almost comparing it to like trying to stop your heart from beating. Like we can't do it. <laughs> so it's like, we have to almost enter into some different realms. And so guiding people through that process until they're able to almost like take off on their own is what I love doing as well too. And that's where that group work comes in. I do, um, I do a lot of group work with actually it's called a guided meditation and Reiki session. Mm-hmm. I do that once a month for people. But I do that on an individual basis as well. But I really do it for myself. I do it for myself. I do it with my family. And when we do this work for ourselves, it ripples out to the people around us, right? Because so many of us are in a mode of like wanting to help other people. I need to do this for them. They need this. They need this. And then it's like we totally ignore like us. Like, what do I need? What do you, what do you need as an individual before you're giving everything away to everyone else? What can you do for you? How can you incorporate that into your energetic hygiene? You know, daily, right? Mm-hmm. So That's I forget, great. again, I forget like the original question. Yeah, it was about what you do. You answered. That's what great. I <laughs> so I love it. When you think about overwhelm, which is sort of this theme, this, this month's theme, what comes to mind? Like how, would, mm. how, yeah, from your perspective, from your background, both professionally and as, as a human, what comes up? You know, I used to think, I used to think and feel like it and I would see it, you know, as well of almost just being like broken down with one working wheel lost in the rain. You know, you just feel like defeated. Mm. You know, it's like, ah. Uh, It's kind of like the overwhelm, right? Yes. And I now think of overwhelm as almost like an exhaustion, right? Like I have exhausted my energy stores and I am receiving like a a bolded signal from my body to either slow down, to pause or to stop, right? And this, this is the practice, you know, and so many of us are programmed to ignore it and to just push on 
push on with the broken wheel while we're trying to get uphill in the rain and we just feel it, right? Yes. And then who suffers the most because of it? We do. Like we do. And when we suffer, it ripples out. And so now my family's suffering. Now my job is suffering. Now my relationship's suffering. Now all these things are suffering. And it's like, all we had to do was stop. We just had to pause. We had to get it kind of working with the way it's meant to work. And then we keep going, right? And in that process, I'm big on the word support. Now, I used to not be. I used to be able to do it all on my own, <laughs> right? And I was only going to do it on my own because it was only going to be my way. But then I'd get mad at why people wouldn't try to help me. But it's like, but that's where I was lost, right? And so having the support, if you need someone to help you do something to get to where you need to go, you just have to take the opportunity to just like pause and feel into that. Like, what do I actually need in this moment right now? Not not tomorrow, not next week. I don't care about like all the stuff I have to get prepared for dinner tonight. What do I need right now? Right? And that's a craft in its own. <laughs> yes. 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 Okay. Beautiful. And you kind of answered this a little bit already, but I want to just see if there's anything else that comes up for you with this question before I move on. When you think back to your different points in your life where you had moments of that lostness and that overwhelm, what do you long to tell that that you? That what yeah. do you long for that message? If you could send it back, you know, and there was some magical way of offering that support, right? That overwhelmed you. And it's a good one. Like this is a good one. And I think, you know, one to pause with for sure. Mm-hmm. because there's a lot of different things that could come in, you know, and I feel like it's, it's going to be different for everyone as well too. But for me, it's like the thing that comes in is kind of what we just talked about is like support. Like if I could tell myself, then I would like probably shake her to be like, be willing to receive support, right. In, in whatever ways it's going to be like, just Break down a little barrier. And this is, this is the other thing that I work with Elizabeth too, is like breaking down these emotional barriers that keep us in this energy of not wanting to move forward. This lack mentality, right? This like, I can't or I won't or, you know, whatever it's coming up. I can't. I'm not worthy enough. I'm not able. I'm not good enough. I'm not this. It's, it's, it's working with the emotional energy to release that to enter and be willing to receive support. And I've done that. I've been doing that to to clear out. And that's how I've been able to shift like my relationships with my family of origin, you know, which were the root cause of my issues, like how I can get back into doing that. And through that process is support to not let everything pile up, you know, to our already overloaded bucket. You know, and even if it gets too heavy, you know, we still try to keep going sometimes, but the overwhelm led me to a burnout, which led to internal chaos. So I put stuff down now. I put stuff down. I take a moment. I look around. I feel. I pause. Can I move with this right now? Or do I need some help with this right now? Right? And... It is, and this isn't, it's not just like a physical throw through life. It's it's a mental, emotional, spiritual energy. It's all of it because it's a wholeness. It's a wholeness of who we are, right? Mm-hmm. And all parts are here to work in harmony if we allow them to. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. So support. To answer your question, support. <laughs> yes. And and so if you were to be giving the same message out, it would be to pause and to check in and 100%. see. percent Yeah. If somebody needs yep. support. And there's another piece to that, I think, too, for me that's coming up. And it's that both that recognition of the need for support and then the allowance of it in, right? Which can be another challenge. It is. And it comes back to like, what's emotionally linked to the inability to want to receive support or to think you're deserving enough to receive support, right? There's so many different facets that come back to it. And it's so unique to each person. And sometimes we don't even know that that's a thing that we're holding on to, yes. you know, because it's it's almost like subconscious, you know, our subconscious holds on to 90, let's just say 98, 99% of everything that happens in our life, but we're consciously not aware of it, right? But this is that, that, that energetic component of how we're just kind of like wired, I guess, to be, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And another, and another thing, kind of going back to the breath work that you mentioned is that sometimes I notice both in my work with people and in myself, that if some, if, if I'm receiving support, sometimes just noticing if I'm holding my breath, you know, Mm -hmm. can I exhale? Just doing that, that physical check-in can be so helpful. You are so right. And what I've noticed with working with people and for myself too excuse me, if we're holding or we're turning away or we're doing something, you know, like it it feels like a deflection, but it's almost like, and like an unwillingness to accept, you know, like I'm not ready to accept whatever's happening right now. But if you feel that and you see it in the way your body moves, you feel it like there's, you feel a constriction, you know, and that's something I would, I would say as well too, like start to pay attention to your body cues because we don't, we push it off as so many other things. But if you are talking about something and you start feeling uncomfortable or you start kind of like fidgeting or turning away from it, or you like, you know, your, your different body positions, but then like you feel it inside and you feel like it's like, Nope, don't want to go there. Don't want to talk about it. You know, it's like, Oh, Mm -hmm. just like give yourself an opportunity to pause with that feeling right there, because you're going to know where is it coming up? Like, Oh gosh, it's like hardcore. Like We'll just say our heart space or even your shoulder, but it's, it's like this pain. Like I feel an actual discomfort or pain or something. I don't even know how to explain it. It's there. So can I just nurture this spot for just a few minutes? I don't have to do anything with it. I don't have to even take myself to try to explain it or reason with it or anything. I'm just going to notice it. I'm just going to notice it and pause with it and just see what I can do. If I can send it a little love. Or if it's, if I'm not ready for that, that's okay. I'm just going to notice it. And that's that path that keeps unfolding. Every time you notice it, it's an evolved version of who you are. So you're working with it in a different way. It's really cool. Yes. I love that. Okay. And, and one other piece that I kind of want to weave in from, from earlier in our conversation is your decision to disconnect from your family. I don't know if that was a, if that's still in, in your decision or if that's shifted, sometimes that can shift. Um, and I really appreciate how sometimes, and I just want to say this, and if there's anything you want to add, you're welcome to, we, and as we connect with ourselves, that does mean that we need to disconnect from people who are not mirroring the self that we're leaning into. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it almost feels like, no, I can't do that. 
you know, just because of like all the, the, the pressures from all the angles on us. But for me, I feel like it's, it gives me a chance to be vulnerable with my vulnerability for myself because I made the choice to be like, you know what? I need to step back from this because there's so much in here that I'm entangled in that is very unhealthy for me. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person and I'm never going to talk to you again. It doesn't mean I hate you. It doesn't mean anything. And that's sometimes where the disconnect is, is because it doesn't have anything to do with you. And that's taking the radical responsibility of like, this is me and I need to figure some things out for myself when I remove myself from the situations or the places or the people that continue to create the disturbance for me. Mm -hmm. Right. And it is hard. And sometimes you stay away for a short time. Sometimes you stay away for a long time to whatever the situation is. And if you choose to continue to work through all of those energetic barriers and even, you know, physical and mental and emotional barriers, if you choose to, you can get to a place where you feel like you're in this healthy stream of water and now you're able to let people come into it more readily or more easily or more whatever you want to say because because it's cleaner in a sense. Mm -hmm. Trying to think of a good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to say one thing about that really quick too, because one, if that's okay. (laughs) One, um, I don't like talking, Elizabeth. Can you tell? (laughs) I love it. Keep going. (laughs) One thing specific with family or any relationship, when I did see my family, I would I already had my block up. Before I even got there, I already created the, the narrative. I already created the storyline. I already created just the, the flow of what it was going to be like. I already had my resentment up. I already had my judgment up. I already had it all up. Right. Yeah. And so it's like I was setting myself up for failure. Right. But I wasn't doing that. It wasn't me. Right. It was them. That was like that victim mentality. Right. Like they're the ones doing it. But it's like, oh, I'm the one that's actually doing this and I want to choose to change this. So eventually over time, I got to this place where, okay, I'm going to try on this new version of me, right? I'm not going to create anything before I get there because I have no idea. I'm not a future predictor. I have no idea what's going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to fill my space with love. I'm going to create the stillness within my own space. So I'm going to create my pause. I'm going to fill my space with love. And I actually, the first time I did it, I visualized I was in like an energetic bubble. You know, it's like, I'm just the bubble of love and I'm just going in. And so it doesn't matter where I'm going or who I'm bumping into. Everything is just coming at it from a lens of love. And that was very interesting. I left that, like I didn't attached to anything like this is how it has to be. It was total experiment for myself. But I left that feeling like I have like no like hate in my like I'm not judging anything right now. Like it really is just what it is. And that continued to just like domino effect into my relationship with opening up to creating it from a new perspective because I was able to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. That's kind of cool. I like talking about it. Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) Yes. And I want to say really quick, you're like, oh my gosh, that it's not, 
I'm talking from a lens, like I'm talking now, like this was a very smooth, like over the night thing. This was like a 15 year process. I never gave up on myself and I never gave up on the relationships. I just, I started to love myself enough to love myself. And then the unfolding of everything else started to happen. And it was, it was a lengthy process. Yeah. Yeah. I think what comes up for me is that the importance of feeling into lovingly your own balance, that feeling of like holding your balance so that anything that comes, it's so hard to tip you over, you know? And that's very true. And it takes, um, it takes the practice and the patience to get there because along the way it's kind of uncomfortable (laughs) and it's kind of weird and you don't really know if you're doing it the right way, you know, (laughs) but you're doing it your way and, and with the right intentions, it's always going to be done in like such a beautiful way that's going to benefit you. And I think that's a hard, that's what I notice with the people I work with as well, too. We get stuck in our heads, mm-hmm. you know, because we're always thinking about what other people are going to be thinking about. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that takes a little bit of time to work through, but you totally can. Practicing the pause helps, helps with that as well, too. Yes. And I really <laughs> appreciate all the following the, as the, you know, it's, it's a tough and painful and beautiful, right? The journey. It is. It's beautifully weaved. Yeah. Yes. It really is. Yes. Do you have time for me to ask you another question? Of course. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm wondering if you have a, have a story that maybe with somebody you were working with and that would ha- illustrate how you bring, how you might help facilitate bringing somebody or inviting them back to their pause when they might be feeling pretty in that activation place. Yeah. You know, the first thing that came up, came up for me because I I saw, I looked on your Facebook page, which mm-hmm. is great. I'm super excited for you to expand with that. Thank but you. you were doing exercises, you know, like a calming exercise. And one thing I noticed with people is, and I, I was there myself as well too, when we're stuck in that stress mode, when we're not allowing our bodies to invite in like any type of relaxation, you know, it's it's hard to get started. And so it's hard to even want to do the motions because it's like, first of all, I feel like there's a level of almost like embarrassment, you know, like, I don't want to be like breathing with you. Like, this is weird. I don't want to be taking deep breaths and Mm -hmm. letting my body move, you know, or shaking my body or doing anything like that. And so it can be a slow process for some people. And some people, I think, reach that point where they're just like, nope, I'm like, I'm ready. Like, I want to go all in and do it. I think one of the biggest things is I'm trying to think of a personal story without trying to be too personal, you know, like if someone's listening type of thing, Mm -hmm. but I think the majority of the flow is, is feeling into where the comfort level is. And as the conversation goes, little, little pieces will come up. And we see like, where's the hesitation? Where's the block? Where's there like a disconnect or where's there like a resistance? And then, then we start moving with that. And so if it's all just like nervous energy, like it's just, I'm, and maybe you hear people say this, like, I'm just a nervous person, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, okay, first of all, let's find a word that we can reframe from nervous. So you can start adding that into your vocabulary versus like, I'm a nervous person because when we're constantly saying the same thing over and over and over, our brain is like, I'm nervous, I'm nervous, I'm nervous, I'm nervous, I'm nervous, I'm nervous, right? It becomes like a mantra. 
Absolutely. Right. Yes. So mm-hmm. we'll reframe, but like, where's the disconnect from being able to, to like soften into the ease. And so where I'm going with this is watching you do your thing online. It's exactly what we do. We trace meridian points that are in our body that bring the energy forth to help our nervous system calm. And so this is like Chinese meridian, you know, medicine. And I've learned it through Donna Eden. Have you heard of Eden Energy? No. Donna Eden, Eden Energy System. It's um, it's amazing. She brings these beautiful old traditional ways of activating our inner power you know, to us in a way that that's very easy to understand and flow with. And one of those ways is we can do it right now. And even if people aren't seeing me, you can still do it. You know, you close your eyes and you take a breath. You put your hands, like two fingers or your whole hand over your eyes. Am I touching my eyes? You can, you can hover or you can touch. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you take a breath in. And on the exhale, you drag your fingers to your temples. And on the next inhale, you go up around your ears. You just trace around your ears, down your neck. Sometimes you can hang on your shoulders and take a deep breath. And you just pull your hands right to your heart space. And so we're tracing a meridian that helps bring your central, like just your nervous system into that calmer state. And you can do that a few times, you know, like, when we naturally, when something's going wrong, we naturally put our hands up on our heads, right? We're like, oh, we put our hands on our heads. And we do that because our body's telling us to, we're, we're electromagnetic beings. So when we put our hands on our heads, we're bringing that blood flow back to the front of our brain to help with that calming process, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it's like, those are little simple things. We totally overlook it, like, you know, cause we just don't know. It's like, if you throw your hand up on your head, just keep that hand there for a little while because it's like your body's like, I need this. And then you pull it down into your eyes, temples around your ears to your heart and you create your pause, Mm. right? And so when I'm working with people, that's one of the things for me specifically is I feel into like where the bound tension is. Like, where is this disconnect? Where's the resistance? And we just kind of continue to go through there. Lovely. In a lot of different ways. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> okay. My last question is where, when do you feel most at peace? Mm, I love this question. There's probably a lot of ways I could answer this too. And I was thinking about this because I know you had asked me this earlier and I feel most at peace when I enter a state of joy mm. and it's like, oh, joy and peace. It's like two different kind of like levels of consciousness, but both up in these like very high frequency, you know, vibration of energy. And I feel at peace when I enter a state of joy, like a pure joy, you know, because it feels like an opening, like this never ending open field of love. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm there because I feel it. Like I feel it in every ounce of my being. And it just almost like you just relax into it. And it feels like my whole body is almost smiling, you know, and we have those moments because we can feel them where we're like, ah, you know, it's like that ah moment mm. because it just is like bursting within. And it happens a lot in or just after meditation for me. It happens when I'm watching my family or I'm just watching my kids or if I'm just looking at Nick, who's my husband, you know, and it's just like even after a, even after a meditation or any type of, of energy session, I almost have like this buzzy feeling and it's like a residual joy that just like takes over for a little bit. So you just sit there and you're just like 
And like every once in a while, something will come in and it'll kind of be like, it'll like zap me out of it in a sense, you know, <laughs> you know like whatever life happening around you. <laughs> but it's like, for some reason, those are the moments where it almost doesn't matter because I'm so in the energy of peace, which is also very familiar to joy for me. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think component of this is knowing that we're worthy enough to receive it. Yes. Right. And then that will create the feeling of peace within. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. What about you, Elizabeth? When do you feel most at peace? Oh, that's a great question. I can resonate with what you're saying. I think for me, there's certain, I guess, practices where I can really come home. Like uh, I love Qigong. I practice Qigong and I that is something just those meditative movements for me can just kind of bring me home or being with family, especially those like crystal moments where it's just like almost like pings to the heart, you know, with family where you feel the person so that you love so much or a really good friend or even a, you know, a client, anybody or somebody I don't even know, but just somehow I remember yesterday I was walking in a park and somebody smiled and it was like that something about that smile. It's like right to my heart. Um, and being outside, I, I am a nature lover. And so hiking, sometimes I have those moments and music playing music. So many times where I feel like sometimes it's, moment sometimes it's more prolonged but just I come right back home so similar in the joy yeah and then just being right and and the experience of it mm. I love that so much and I love how you like you incorporate so much movement into it too and I feel that too like when we're moving you know like any type of connection to our body you know, I hear people say sometimes like I go and exercise because it makes me feel calm but it's like, it's just the movement. Yes. It's the shaking. It's the breathing. It's yep. the walking, the dancing, the moving, the laughing, the crying. It's like all of it. It's like our body's way of just like getting rid of excess energy, yes. right? To to bring in that mm-hmm. peace and that joy. And, and we do that sometimes, like even when we're with our family or having a conversation with a friend, we feel the emotion come up where we just like feel like we want to like you know, cry like, oh my God, I feel this so much. Like, I don't even know why I'm crying. I'm crying, you know? And it's yes. like, it's yes. that's your body. That's like, you're producing that effect within you. And it's like, you don't have to shut it off. Just go with it. Yes. Absolutely. I love that. Yes. Well, any closing thoughts before we pause for <gasps> this conversation? Oh my gosh. Closing thoughts. I think, um, I love that we're ending on that question because I just feel like like we're both smiling. Like I feel the joy and I feel like so much gratitude for having this conversation with you and opening up, you know, this portal of whatever it's going to be. And like, we feel it right now, you know, so like if we're tuning into our bodies, I guess I can't speak for you, but I feel it in my body. Mm -hmm. I feel happy. I feel joyful. I do feel a sense of peace because it just feels having these conversations and opening these doors is so nourishing to me. And in that nourishment, it evokes that peace and that joy. And, and it's simple like this, we're not doing anything like super extravagant or out there. That's like so hard to accomplish, but I get it. Sometimes it, it is, it is 
a little bit of um, guidance to get to where we need to go. But I think a closing word would be that we we absolutely have it in us to 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 practice the pause. We have a beautiful inner intelligent and and well of wisdom within us that is ready to be drawn from at any time. Yeah. And there's no right or wrong way to do it. We just have to actually just do it. And we can totally do that. Beautiful. Thank you so much. So nice to be with you. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening today. Subscribe to not miss another episode. And please share this podcast with a friend you think might benefit. I'd love to remind as many people as possible that they too can have the peace, calm, and rejuvenation that a little self-love and care can bring. And lastly, I'd love if you would leave me a review and let me know how I'm doing. See you next week.